0: All right, this is uh, EBSCOND with Ethan Renault. It is episode two.
1: Episode two, we made it.
0: We did. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) I like what you did. I was actually going to use that as a slate, and you jumped in. Like, that's better. So let's just do that. Let's just do that.
1: Oh, what was it? That's good. (laughs) Let's
0: start for real now, and let's start just the way we did. You jump right in. (laughs) This is abscond with Ethan Renault. It's actually episode number two. Ethan, can you believe we got one <laughs> under the belt? Here we go. You're cracking up already. What's going on?
1: <laughs> this is the second time we're starting episode two. <laughs> of that, that's
0: true. So, for those who uh, <laughs> might know what this means, I was actually trying to slate uh, the, the the podcast, and Ethan just jumped right in and kept going. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's the way we should start it. So. There you go. You've seen behind the curtain. Episode two. (laughs) This is episode two of Abscond. For those who maybe didn't uh, check out our first podcast, go ahead, go to Ethan's website, EthanRenaud.com. You'll find the link to episode number one. It's really kind of the introduction of uh, who Ethan is and why we're doing this thing. But Abscond, Abscond. what's the deal with that word? Why do you call a podcast Abscond?
1: Uh, because we are stealing 30 minutes of your day and getting away with it. All right. we, <laughs> we are putting the abs in abscond. That's we right. are uh, making breaking the law look good again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're going to uh, obviously have to explain some of those phrases along the way, but right now you said <laughs> stealing 30 minutes of your way, and, and you are going to like it because we're going to spend uh, a little bit of time talking about an interesting topic, one that, uh, frankly, I know very little about. Yeah. And so I'm kind of intrigued to go there. Yeah. Aliens and tattoos and how they tie <laughs> together. I guess we'll find that out together. But uh, one of the things that you notice, if uh, you've anybody seen the shirtless runner videos um, that went viral, or just hanging out with you, you got tattoos. Yeah. How, how many do you have?
1: I have eight and a half.
0: And a half. How do you have half a tattoo?
1: I mean, it was... T- <laughs> I got one, and then I added to it later a little bit, and so that's the half.
0: Oh, that's the half. Okay. All yeah. right. So eight and a half tattoos. <laughs> I, I know that there are some people who have problems with tattoos. Obviously, you don't. What, what do you like about them?
1: You know, we're going to do a whole episode on tattoos. Yeah? So I'm going to save that okay. question for later. Uh, if people have questions about tattoos, Christianity, how they link up, and get together... We're going to answer those hopefully in a later episode. Okay. But I wanted you to ask a specific questions.
0: All right. We will ask specific questions about that. By the way, if you want to ask those questions, go to Ethan's website. It's EthanRenaud.com. Click on the contact link. Yeah. And uh, you can always get a hold of us, ask questions that way. And we do want to hear from you and uh, yeah. address the stuff you guys are curious about or yeah. want to know, answer your questions. It's com. And click on contact. So, eight and a half tattoos. Any more uh, that you're thinking about getting?
1: Yeah. The next one I'm thinking about getting is a thing called the wow signal. Have you heard of that? No. The wow signal.
0: That's not when the kids like make little W's with their fingers and open their mouth. Right? Like, wow.
1: No, I didn't know that. Is that called a wow signal? I I have
0: no idea. I've just seen like my my daughter and her friends do that kind of thing. Like, wow. And I, I can't even do it.
1: There we go. (laughs) Oh, that was cute. (laughs) We should have a picture of that on the podcast page. (laughs) I'm I'm glad we don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, so the wow signal, um, this is what I want to talk about and the direction I want to go. Today we're going to be talking about aliens and Christianity. Okay. What the heck is up with those two? Right. Because let me give you a background about me, and then I'm going to tell you about the wow signal real quick. So aliens are something I've been interested in For as long as I can remember. If you go to my room, it is just covered with posters, many of which are like uh, of aliens. Like Sigourney
0: Weaver, aliens coming out of your chest kind of thing?
1: (laughs) No, just kind of the typical, I mean, to sound like a nerd, they're called greys. Just the typical upside down raindrop shape head with the big black eyes. Okay. Those are called greys. Okay. Um... But, and yeah, just, like, the concept of space and aliens has always interested me. So I'm going to tell you for a minute about the Wow Signal. So stop me if you have questions, but this is something that I've just been fascinated by for the longest time, the Wow Signal. So Ohio State University, in the 70s, they started this thing called the the Big Ear, okay? Okay. And the Big Ear was this, imagine a football field-sized Radio antenna. Not uh-huh. antenna. What's the word? Dish? Like a dish? Like a a satellite dish. dish type thing? Yeah. And, and the goal was to listen into outer space um, just to see what they would hear. Yeah. And so, you know, it's the 70s, so the way it worked is it would print out that paper that's, like, one long sheet of paper, you know? Yeah. Um, and it would just print, like, ones and zeros and twos. And what those meant were, um, like, if a zero or a one means that it's, like, one times the normal volume of space. A two would mean it's two times the normal volume of space and so on and so forth. And then they got to nine and then after nine it went A through Z. So A would be 10 times the normal volume. Okay. B would be 11, you know, so on. So normally it's just ones, twos, sometimes threes or fours. And basically it just like, as the earth spun, it would listen out in that direction, you know? So it okay. would, basically it'd be pointed in one direction for 72 seconds because of the spin of the earth. Okay. Okay. So on August 15th, 1977, there was this guy named Jerry Emin. I don't know how to say his last name. E-H-Man Edmund? Amen? Sure. He was working on the SETI project. Uh, SETI is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And he noticed that the paper printed out the series of numbers and letters, 6EQUJ5. Okay. So what that means is basically... Each of those represents 12 seconds of, like, listening into space. So six, six times. E, I can't remember what time that is. Would that be 14 times? Yeah. It got up to U, which is 30 times the normal normal volume volume. of space. And so basically, over 72 seconds, it went up to 30 times the normal volume and then back down, like a bell-shaped curve. And they've just been basically since 1977, been scratching their heads about what could have possibly caused that.
0: Did it only happen once? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So um, let me see. I got the, uh, it came from the globular cluster M55 in the constellation Sag- Sagittarius near the Chi-Sagittarii star group, if that means anything to anyone. Absolutely. Not. <laughs>
0: I'm still wondering what space even sounds like, actually.
1: Yeah, So, um, so here's some more interesting things about it. They're listening on a bunch of different lines, essentially a, d- a bunch of different channels, and it only came through one channel. So if it were something like a star exploding, it would have just been like, like huge all yeah. across the spectrum. This came through a very specific uh, channel, you could say. So it was a very like direct um, signal. It wasn't just an explosion. What else? It lasted the exact amount of time that like the Earth would have been pointing in that direction. So it wasn't like. It couldn't have been a satellite accidentally bouncing the single ba- signal back. It couldn't have been a comet. It couldn't have been an accidental earth transmission that they picked up. Basically, people much smarter than both of us figured out that this is something that we can't explain yet. And okay. ever since 1977, we can't figure and out we still don't know. What yeah, like just a couple of years ago they had another conference just to relook at it. All these scientists came together said, "What the heck was that in 1977?" And Jerry Amon said, I wrote down the quote from him, that was good. He voiced his doubts that it was something extraterrestrial speaking or reaching out. He said, we should have seen it again when we looked for it 50 times. Something suggests it was an Earth source signal that simply got reflected off a piece of space debris. But he later recanted his skepticism somewhat after further research showed that an earth born signal would be very unlikely, given the requirements of a space-borne reflector and all the time restraints and stuff I just mentioned recently. So basically, all these super smart people who know a lot more about this stuff are saying, we don't know what the heck this was. It was 30 times louder than anything we've ever seen before. And so I'm reading this, and like I just love mysterious, unexplained things. I think they're the most interesting. So Um, you'd be
0: into like Area 51 or Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, for sure. (laughs) All right. Have you ever been?
1: I don't... Uh, no, I haven't. Mm-mm.
0: Don't waste your time going to the museum.
1: <laughs> oh, you went there? I have, yeah. Do they have aliens? Uh, not real ones. <laughs> Bummer. <Yeah. laughs> Just all the tourists. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, maybe, maybe some, uh, you know, ones who've had their passport stamped.
1: Yeah. Oh, that kind of alien. Yeah. I see what you did there. So basically, what I'm thinking is I want to get this tattooed, but most of my tattoos have some kind of spiritual significance and some kind of... Basically, someone says, hey, what's this tattoo mean? And I can kind of use it to kind of share something I'm passionate about, like something that the Lord has taught me. So before you go into that, Mm -hmm. I still have one more question here. Yeah. What does the wow signal even
0: look like? Is that like the big ear? Is that the the big satellite dish? Or what is the wow signal?
1: Oh. What does it actually look like? Well, we'll put a picture of this on the website. But basically, like I said, the sheet – oh, I forgot that. That fun little fact. So the sheet's printing off like ones and zeros, like all these in a straight line and Uh everything. And then, like I said, it goes 6, E, Q, U, J, 5. And I'm drawing this for Steve to see right now. So Jerry Amon, he has a red pen in his hand. He circles it. And next to it writes, wow, exclamation point. Just like that. Okay. And so just because he wrote in a red pen, wow, next to it, it became called the wow signal. That's
0: the wow signal. So you want to get like red ink tattoo wow with an exclamation point.
1: Yeah. So it's black letters and numbers. Okay. Red ink circle and wow. Okay. Or maybe just the letters and numbers. I don't know. I haven't given it that much thought, but I just think it, I'm fascinated by it. And it's been like a year and a half since I first heard about it.
0: And, and you obviously can't let it go. So now <laughs> back to how does this mean something to you? How do, how do yeah. you actually tie in some sort of personal significant meaning to this
1: yeah because part of me is like like I, I love the idea of like super interesting mysteries unexplainable things and I I kind of am not that I'm like tearing my hair out about it but I'm kind of caught in this tension of how do I reconcile things like this with what I believe about God and Christianity for instance if aliens exist what would the implications of that be on you know, what I believe the Bible to say. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm not talking about the people who like worship aliens and they have like those weird cults and stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like theoretically one out of a billion chance, you know, we find extraterrestrial intelligence and there's like aliens and they're smart and, or they're not smart, you know? What does that mean for us who believe, you know, God God so loved the world that he gave his son and, you know, like the cosmic Christ is a term that we use in theology a lot. What does that mean as far as reconciling the universe to God versus reconciling the earth or humans or, you know, where, where does right. that. Yeah.
0: You're right. Because that does open up a totally new set of questions and it mm-hmm. can take you down a totally different direction yeah. than uh, most of us have probably even, you know, ever thought about before.
1: Yeah. And, and it, that's why I'm hesitant about getting a tattoo or maybe not even a tattoo, but like just in researching these things, it's like, where do these things stand in relationship to what I believe about God? Like, is it okay to be interested in these things or are they something that would contradict my, you know, my, my love for God? Sure.
0: So, all right, let's put, let's play this out a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, Guessing that since you went to the Moody Bible Institute and some of the theological training that you've had, um, we we're you're probably starting with the assumption that God created the world, right? One planet with life, right? And so, to then open that up to there being other life forms and other galaxies, maybe that we've not even discovered yet, that does create a whole new set of theological questions and implications. Sure. And you struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Like, does that? How does that impact what I believe truth to be? If I believe the Bible is my ultimate source of truth, Mm -hmm. is that kind of what the, the the questioning is around?
1: Yeah. And I guess the question would be, does the Bible say that God didn't create life outside of earth? You know, like it says God created the heavens and the earth. Right. And then it details him creating life on earth. So I guess that's where the kind of gray area would come from. No pun intended.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is actually one of those things that uh, might be interesting to hear from you as you're listening today. You know, if you've got questions about this, opinions about this, you can Mm -hmm. always give us your feedback. Um, We'd be curious to know what you guys think. Uh, EthanRenault.com is the website, and click on the contact link. That's uh,
1: ethanreno.com. So there's definitely people out there that know a lot more than I do about both theology and aliens. Sure.
0: So. And I, I would think one of the things that uh, many Christians or, or many people who maybe think along these lines to some extent would, would wrestle with is the Bible talks about the fact that mankind, you and I, um, regardless of where you're from in this world, we're created in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. And so, and and man is the only species, the only creature like that, mm-hmm. where the Bible says that's yeah, true. Right. And and so to think that God created, or potentially, you know, hypothetically created another world somewhere, mm-hmm. where there's His creation. Well, that's no longer true. Does that mean that world? There's something there that's created in the image of likeness of God, or or not? Are we the only ones?
1: Exactly. And you you just hit on the exact issue that I think is most crucial in thinking about this, because believe it or not, there are several articles I found written by Christians asking the same thing. If aliens exist, what's that mean for my faith? Hmm. And none of them touched on what you just said, which I think is the most important part, which is the imago Dei, the image of God, you know, God formed us with his hands and his likeness and breathed into us the, the spirit. Right. And, and like, if, if aliens exist, For one, if they're not intelligent, then it's kind of not as hard to think about because then you you would equate them with like an alligator, right? But if they are intelligent and they are like sending signals to us and... And smarter than us. Smarter than us, then what does that mean? And then I guess the ultimate question is how do you define the image of God? Because there's still a lot of debate on what that exactly means. Does it mean relational? Does it mean communicable? Does it mean um, what we look like? Does it mean intellect what yeah. is it that the image of God reflects and would aliens have that simply if they were intelligent, you know?
0: Well, that uh, opens up a whole new <laughs> set of questions. I and I, That could be fascinating to go down that road, which we don't have time to do today. But uh, I'm going to ask you to actually kind of dry, put a stake in the ground here. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Um, obviously you can do that if you're listening and you want to jump in join the conversation let us know what you think uh, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to read those comments in a future podcast yeah. uh, it's EthanRenoe.com Ethan R-E-N-O-E.com click on the contact link to give us your feedback so you've obviously given us some thought Ethan yeah do you have an opinion?
1: from my understanding of the Bible I would have to say that if there were extraterrestrial life forms they would not be made the image of God and therefore would be on the same level as like the animals. So I don't know what the wow signal was. I'm still very intrigued by it. Um, I do like this quote by a guy named Peter S. Williams who wrote, there's a lot of things the Bible doesn't mention. For example, the Bible doesn't mention the existence of the telephone, but no one looks at their telephone and concludes on those grounds that the Bible has been proved false. Why should things be any different with alien life? Hmm. I guess it is a little bit different, actually, now that I think about it. (laughs) It it is. (laughs) (laughs) Apples and oranges there, but yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I feel like as a Christian, it's definitely not wrong to be interested in these kinds of things. And as it is right now, of course, it's strictly hypothetical. Yeah. As there is no aliens debating Earth yet. Right. <laughs>
0: but, but you never know. <laughs> exactly. Well, and if so, then we hope for, uh, what is it, um, Will Smith. Mm, and uh, Exactly. It, exactly, defending yep. us here. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Again, you can let us know what you think. You can uh, go to Ethan's website. It's EthanRenaud.com and give us your feedback. You're listening to Abscond with Ethan Renault.
1: Hey guys, this is Ethan. I'm all alone in my apartment, pacing back and forth right now. Um, This is a segment that we're going to be calling Stealing the Show. Um, It's where I kind of review media that I've taken in this week, whether it's music, books, or movies. And this week I want to talk about a movie that I saw two nights ago called The Lobster, starring Colin Farrell and Rachel Weisz. Did you read the leaflet? Yes, I did. As you understand from your brother's experience. If
0: you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here, you'll turn into an animal.
1: I saw The Lobster with my friend Dalton, and from the very beginning of the movie, I knew this is going to be a movie that I freaking love. Um, And it was. Throughout the entire movie, I was just blown away by the amazing cinematography, the phenomenal soundtrack, the acting, the plot. Everything just came together so well, and I was overwhelmed by the beauty and the structure and the symbolism and depth of this film. So it's a dystopian futuristic movie in which if you are single past a certain age, which is kind of left vague, if you're single past a certain age, you are arrested and it's illegal to be single. So for that reason, a lot of people go to this hotel where you have 45 days to Meet someone that you'll fall in love with and live with the rest of your life. And it's very much a critique of our couples society, where there's so much pressure from every angle to get on Tinder, to go on eHarmonyMatch.com, dating websites, and find a significant other now, like before, before it's too late. There's so much critique of that running throughout the film, and they kind of just kind of take that thought line to its logical ends just kind of pushing how far will we go to pressure single people to enter into a relationship. Now, have you thought of
0: what animal you'd like to be if you end up alone?
1: Yes, a lobster.
0: A lobster is an excellent choice.
1: The twist is, after 45 days, if you don't find someone you love, you get turned into an animal of your choice. And then hopefully you will find love as that animal. So Colin Farrell's quiet, reserved, strange character chooses to be a lobster if he doesn't meet the uh, criterion. Without giving too much away, about halfway through the film, there's a shift. And he encounters the second group of people who live in the woods called the loners. And they represent, I think, a lot of um, the progressive culture, which is rejecting the institution of marriage and... If you, if you do enter into a relationship, even if you flirt with somebody, you're punished by this group um, because you have to be single the rest of your life. And they're always on the run from the other coupled society. And there's just this tension between the two groups. and It's really a critique of both, of pressure to be married versus pressure to be single and be cool and be um, accepted in today's society. It was a phenomenal film. I really wish I could just give the ending away because my friend Dalton and I are still discussing parts of this movie that stood out to us. Um, So much symbolism. If you see it, I want you to give us feedback. Um, Let me know what you thought about it, and uh, we can talk more about it and share some thoughts on it. There's so much to talk about in this film. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. There are some disturbing scenes, though, so be warned. There's some violence, some weird sexual stuff, though it's not nude. There's no nudity shown. But it's kind of disturbing, but in a very weird, twisty sort of way. Still so good. Kind of the type of movie that I would probably make. So I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Stealing the Show. So we recorded our show on aliens, and just this past week in the news, it came out that a former Canadian defense minister, Paul T. Hellier, he's 91 years old, and just this past week, he publicly announced that the U.S. has been housing four different species of extraterrestrials for many, many years and hiding it from people. I got this article in front of me, he's saying that extraterrestrials have been visiting earth for thousands of years. He said there were a lot during the cold war and um, in Russia, he was the defense minister in Canada from 1963 to 67. And he's been a member of parliament over parts of four decades. So this is a noteworthy, honorable, respectable man, not some psycho like living in his mom's basement talking about UFOs, but this is an accomplished successful leader ...saying that countries are hiding their UFO files. Basically he's saying the X-Files are real. I mean, X-Files is one of my favorite TV shows with uh, Fox Mulder. I love that show. But basically he's saying they're real. And I thought this would be perfect timing since that just happened this past week... ...and we're releasing our podcast on aliens. So I thought it'd be awesome just to mention that. Keep your eyes open see if the government starts to release anything about the X-Files or the UFO files, whatever it is, because like we talked about in today's episode, this could really bring bring some different perspectives or uh, or elements into our discussion of theology and salvation and the incarnation of God, a bunch of different things. Obviously, I feel like the extraterrestrial life that he's talking about is somewhat different than that that we see in the movies which is obviously very dramatized and conjured up by human minds therefore the aliens have more human features and who knows what he's talking about maybe he is off his rocker he's 91 years old after all but you know who's to say that they haven't found some some really mysterious unexplainable things that have come to our ecosystem from other places and I don't know, just an interesting thing to keep your eyes and ears out for. Um, thought I'd mention it since this is going out this week, and this is a very current event.
0: You're listening to Abscond with Ethan Renault, and you can find out more about this podcast and about Ethan when you check out the website. It's EthanRenault.com. Ethan, we spent uh, maybe the first 15, 18 minutes of the podcast talking a little bit about is there extraterrestrial life out there somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, if somebody has an opinion on this, they want to weigh in or just kind of continue the conversation, they can do that.
1: They can. They Just go to ethernet.com slash contact, or just click on the contact link, and we want to hear back from everybody. I want to, I want feedback from everyone. If you're listening, is it crazy to talk about aliens or you know, is it worth, is it an interesting thing to talk about? And more importantly, we want to hear what you, what you listeners want to hear in future podcasts. What are some topics you want to hear covered by Steve and I, and whatever guests we want to bring in, uh, what do you want to hear about? So, uh, interact with us, send us some thoughts, send us some questions, concerns, cares. Uh, we want to hear from you.
0: You can do that. Again, com. More than that, you can find out uh, more about Ethan. You can check out uh, all the different things that he's into, like photography, books that he's written, leaving weather. Uh, the second edition is out, and you can check all of that out when you go to the website. It's com.
1: All right. Love you guys. EBSCOND
0: with Ethan Renault is co-hosted by Steve Hiller and produced by Mark Breda. Theme song is Blue by Nick Lang. Additional music, Alien Restaurant by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com, The X-Files theme by Mark Snow, and clips from The Lobster, courtesy Film 4 Productions, Picturehouse Entertainment, and A24. Licensing under Creative Commons. Get additional information on this episode at EthanRenault.com.